0: Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. Hello, everybody and digital marketing intelligence for entrepreneurs and experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host today, and I'm also the business development manager at Engage. If you haven't heard about Engage yet, you're missing out. We have over 35 now free forever tools to help your business grow and scale. And we also help you optimize the customer experience. And that's what it's all about in today's competitive marketplace. We'll talk more about what engages a little bit later in the show, but I do want to encourage you to check us out after today's show. If you haven't done it yet, you can subscribe. Right now, we're free forever. There are no locks, no upgrades, and you can have as many of your teammates on our platform as well. Check us out, free forever engagement tools at www.ngage that's n g a g g e.com. And if you can't tell from the name of our platform, we're all about engaging with your customers, your prospects, and one thing we like to talk about during our bi-weekly live show is engaging, right? Right now, we're all in this digital space where we're trying to create content, right? We're engaging with customers where they are. We're, we're trying to turn our leads into clients. And engaging and connecting with people is a way that we do that. And it's something that we talk a lot about, brand's perspective. And a lot of our guests also talk about that. So I have an idea for you today. If you're watching our live show, consider bringing some more engagement to your LinkedIn page right now during our show by sharing the link to today's talk with our guest who I'll introduce in a minute on your page. That's a great way to be sharing relevant content and bringing more eyes to your own LinkedIn page as well. So if you're watching us live, check out the little white arrow at the bottom of the live stream. Click that arrow and you'll be able to share this live stream right now live to your page where you can comment, question, and also invite your connections to join in our conversation. All right, we're going to dive right into today's talk because it is a topic that I think a lot of people are going to be interested to learn more about. We're going to be talking about How to Stop Wasting Precious Money and Precious Resources on Facebook and Instagram ads, boosting them, doing them. We're going to talk more about what that's all about and ways to save money and not do that. But I have a feeling our guest maybe has some other suggestions and ideas for things you can do. And I see her smiling down in the uh, waiting room. So hopefully she has some other great tools and ideas for things we can do to really replace that whole um, concept of marketing. Now, before we introduce you to our special guest, I also just want to mention that we, we at Engage are really excited because we just launched a program about two months ago and it's called Engage Live. And we went live two months ago. Everybody's been very excited about this and it's been very well received. You can find out more about this program at www.ngaggelive.com what is this program? Well, it's an opportunity for you to get our help doing your own podcast, your own live stream. And right now we know video marketing, live streams, podcasting, it is really an invaluable tool in your strategic marketing, digital marketing plan. So at the end of our show, make sure you bookmark this on your computer or phone, check out Engage Live. We can talk a little bit more about what later as well. But it's a great way to also engage with unlimited leads, have content. And of course, we'll teach you the keys to doing that well. And one of those is being consistent. I have a feeling our guest is going to talk about consistency as well today. And she's smiling really big. So I'm going to bring her on in. Her name is Maisha Walker. And she is our guest expert today from New York, New York. She's visiting us from New York. If you don't know who Myesha Walker is, you need to. She has a very impressive background. And just for starters, I'll just drop in here that she's got a BA from Princeton University. I mean, <laughs> no big deal. By the way, Myesha, I grew up on Princeton Street growing up, which happened to be next to Yale Street. So... Oh, excuse- Pretty, pretty cool. And she loves to share with people, you know, in a fun manner that she began her love affair with coding just when she was like nine years old. So she is like literally the the true coding geek, you know, that, that started that passion at nine years old. Now, diving into a little bit more about why you need to know who Maisha is, she is now the president, and proudly so, of a multiple award-winning digital marketing agency called Message Medium. And she helps successful brands leverage digital to acquire new customers, digital marketing, digital strategy, digital plans to acquire the new customers, also to build and implement and maintain a cohesive branding and digital strategy, and also achieve aggressive growth, not just growth we're talking aggressive here. She's been in the industry proudly for for 25 plus years and she likes to talk about the fact that well, she predates Google by about 2 years and Facebook by 8. So, if there's don't I mean, seriously, your skin looks flawless, but I feel like there's a lot of wisdom happening in in our guest expert today. And she's also been featured uh with her online column in Ink magazine and grew her column to Ink's most Trafficked, trafficked blog in just less than a year. So she definitely has the knack for writing and Ink Magazine is certainly very happy to have had her in this online column. And she's also been featured on just, just a few shows, a few you know networks, maybe like Business Week, the American Marketing Association. How about Forbes? We've heard of that one. Uh, Black Enterprise, she's been featured on Fox News and NBC, among so many others. She's also toured the company, educating entrepreneurs and conducting personally over 500 events on social media, search engine optimization, advertising, email marketing, and website design. And now she can add to her growing list of accomplishments she has been a guest expert on digital marketing intelligence for entrepreneurs, and today she is our expert. Let's welcome Maisha Walker to today's show. Maisha, I'm sorry I took a lot of time there, but there was a lot I had to get through in terms of your accomplishments. Welcome to our show.
1: Thank you, thanks so much for having me, I'm excited.
0: Well, we're really excited to have you because I know that you have a very unique background and you've done a lot and it's been a really cool evolving journey for you from you know loving coding already at age nine to now being the president of your own digital marketing company. And uh, you've got quite the resume. So we're excited to hear all the wisdom and experience you are gonna bring to our discussion today about how we can stop wasting money on Facebook and Instagram ads, which is something a lot of people right now are just head over heels trying to, trying to do left and right. We're trying to be everywhere. So um, before we get into today's talk, I do wanna remind you watching that this is a live interactive talk. So join us. I'm broadcasting live from Minnesota. Myesha's in New York. I know we have people tuning in from all across the globe. So please drop us a message. Let us know where you're joining us from. And if you have any questions at all for Myesha, don't hesitate to drop them in the comment section below. Uh, further, without further ado, Maisha, I always like to ask our guests a little warm-up question um, just so our audience can get to know you a little bit better. Will you share with us just a little bit about the journey that took you from loving coding, right, at age nine, to going to Princeton, getting your M- um, your MB, right? MBA. BA. MBA, exactly. Um, and then, you know, deciding to, to make this big uh, leap, and maybe it wasn't a big leap, but to take this next step and really found your own company. Tell us a little bit about that journey for you
1: yeah so you know it's funny people ask me this question a lot and for me it really felt like because they you know people think wow that sounds like such a risk you know at the time i was working in investment banking um and it seemed like uh for a lot of people that it was a really scary thing for me to do but i always tell people for me it felt like the path of least resistance having spent so much time as a coder, uh, and then right before I worked in investment banking, I worked at a digital startup. Um, We built the first website for a company you might've heard of called Avon. (laughs) Um, this was back in the early 2000s, late 90s.
0: You said so, Avon, right? Like Avon. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So back in that time, many of these businesses didn't even have websites yet. If you can think back that long, so for me, it really just made a lot of sense to be able to combine my background in coding, which you mentioned I've been doing for a really long time. I had worked in publishing in the magazine publishing industry on the marketing side. And so I had a background in marketing. And then I worked in investment banking uh, on the analytics side, actually. And so I had this great background in understanding how a company like Morgan Stanley keeps track of its profitability and what are sort of the levers that they look at. So I combined all of those things and decided that I really wanted to focus on working with entrepreneurs Uh, the group that is just always so passionate and so hungry and so excited about bringing new things to the market. Um, So that's where I took all of this uh, knowledge and background to bring that to small businesses. So that's how I decided to start my agency.
0: Wonderful. Well, we're really excited to hear how to learn how to stop wasting money on Facebook and IG ads because I think we can all agree social media has really been a huge game changer in the digital marketing and digital strategy world. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to think that, like you said, you predated Facebook. You lived in a time where social media wasn't a thing. I did too. I remember being hesitant when all my friends were getting on Facebook. I was like, why would you want everybody to know what you're doing? (laughs) Ah, Can you believe what our thought process was then? Exactly. Now it's like, now there's FOMO. If you don't tell people what you're doing, you're, you haven't done it. It's like, if it didn't happen on the <laughs> gram, it didn't happen. Right. It's really scary. <laughs> what are your thoughts on how social media has really changed the digital marketing platforms and digital marketing strategy and, and how businesses are, are changing over these last, I'd say 10 years.
1: Well, Marissa, I think that, you know, just like with every new piece of technology, humans remain human right and sometimes our behaviors change but these technologies really enable us to communicate and interact just in new ways So, you know, obviously social media has been a major game changer in terms of the way that we communicate with each other. But for businesses, it also means that they have now a somewhat more direct uh, connection to the people out there who are interested in keeping track of what they're doing and how they're growing and what they offer and what their services are. So it's really a fantastic and usually low-cost way For businesses to be able to get out in front of their customers and in front of their potential customers and to do that regularly right like you can post social media messages 10 times a day if you'd like to as long as you've got the bandwidth and the team to do it it costs you nothing to do that so i think it really is important for small businesses to understand that it is a great way to build and establish and communicate your brands and your values, as well as really tangible things like what you're offering and how much it costs and how people can get in touch with you. Um, I think sometimes small businesses sort of feel like they have to be doing social media in order to get access to new customers. But the last thing that I want to say on this is just, you know, you have to spend the time uh, if you're not doing ads, and I know we're going to be talking about ads, but if you're doing regular organic content, you have to spend the time first to build that whole audience. Uh, and no, everybody starts out with like two followers on Facebook, you and like somebody in your family, right? <laughs> so you have to spend time to build that audience before that channel really becomes powerful for you. So, you know, social media right from the beginning may not be the powerhouse that you're sort of anticipating but over time it can develop into that
0: well i really like that you brought up that social media is a great way for businesses to be able to show their customers and connect with their customers on what their offerings are and be able to post and do as much as they want to do because one thing we talk about with engage and and growing your businesses or business and expanding your lead, you know, your lead, you know, your leads and your clients and just, you know, getting your message or your branding out there, you have to be where your customers are.
1: That's right. And,
0: and we all know, and, and we kind of beat this over, over the head. Um, and I don't mean to beat a dead horse. Don't <laughs> call PETA. Don't call PETA. Um, but you have to be where your customers are. And you do have to research that you have to understand that. But I think we can all agree, social media right now in on one platform or another, you, your client or your customer, your prospect is probably on one of those. At least. At least one, right? If not multiples. So I think it's important to recognize, um, you're right. We need to be well-versed in that and we need to understand it. I think a, there is a lot of questions right now about Facebook and Instagram ads specifically. Um, so let's dive into this. Let's, let me pop up for those of you watching our live stream. If you're listening to the podcast, I will go ahead and read through this. Let's take a look at what we're going to talk about for today's show with our Princeton graduate and president (laughs) of digital marketing company, Myesha Walker. We're going to talk about how to stop wasting money on Facebook and Instagram ads. We're going to talk about who's your audience and how do you make that selection? So in other words, how do you know where to be, right? And how do you know where you should be putting ads or where those ads should be? Um, boosting well, is usually a terrible way to promote your offering. Um, I'm very interested in this one. I always ask you, do you want to boost your ad? And you're like, I think I do. Maybe you <laughs> don't, right? Um, how to cut through the noise, right? To guarantee that you're going to get some engagement um, either on your social media pages or through the ads. We're going to talk about how to tell if your ads are working. Hello. That's that's kind of important, right? Uh, and we'll talk about maybe what results you can expect. And And I know, Maisha, you might have other things you want to add in our conversation if we start to get questions may veer off. So let's have an open mind and let's just dive into this. But let's start with who is your audience and how do you make that selection? How do we know who our audience is? How do we know where to be? How do we know who to target the ads to, help us understand how to navigate even just this basic beginning of Facebook and Instagram and the ads.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, when you're doing advertising, really when you're doing any kind of marketing, the number one element here is who are you marketing to, right? Who is in front of, who's seeing your content? Who are you sending your emails to? Who's doing searches for what you offer on Google? So when you get into things like doing ads, um, the key element of advertising on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or even Google is who's going to see those ads. And you, as the advertiser, have a lot of control over the audiences that you're getting in front of. So uh, one of the key things to recognize when you're going to do Facebook or Instagram ads is there is an entire a section of your advertising platform that is dedicated to you outlining the audiences who are going to see your ads it's usually a combination of people who have interacted with your brand in some way so people who visited your website uh, people who are on your email list even a lot of people don't realize you can advertise to people on your email list through Facebook or Instagram um, People who've interacted with your content on social media. So uh, we were talking a little bit before about why it's uh, so useful to post on social media. There are all the sort of general reasons, but part of the reason is because you can actually generate engagement with your social media followers, and then the people who engage with you can become an audience for your ads. Uh, Again, a lot of people don't realize that you can have that level of detail with your ads on Facebook and Instagram. So uh, your audience is usually this combination of all these different people who have already engaged with your brand in one way or another, even customers, uh, to the extent that you're tracking them uh, through Facebook or Instagram or tracking them through email addresses, can also be part of these audiences. And then the, the group that people most think of, which is strangers, finding new people to introduce your brand to. So there's all sorts of ways you can do that by using things like lookalike audiences, you know, not to get too technical, but lookalike audiences where you can say, I wanna take my list of customers and I want Facebook and Instagram to find me people who look just like my customers, at least demographically. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize you can do that. So there's lookalike audiences where you can find strangers who look like some existing group uh, of people that you feel are important for your business. And then there's interest targeting and other kinds of behavioral targeting that Facebook and Instagram give you access to. So you can say, hmm, my, you know, my competitor is, uh, let's see, for anthropology. Uh, and I think that my customers are just like anthropology's customers. And I can go onto Facebook and I can say, Facebook, I want you to show my ads to all the people on Facebook or Instagram who like anthropology or who've been to the anthropology website. So you have all these different interests and behaviors. You can say, I want to show my ads. Let's say I'm selling real estate services. I can show my ads to people who just moved into my city. Uh, So they're behavioral targeting like that as well. So Facebook and Instagram gives you so many options for how to reach and find and determine who the right people are to see your ads.
0: Now, I have to ask you, based on what you just said, it sounds like Facebook and Instagram have come a long way from the starting days of ads where you would literally just pick like an age range and a location. (laughs) Didn't it start off that that basic? Yes, it
1: started off pretty simple and it has evolved a lot and continues to evolve. So anyone who's abbled uh, or who is trying to build their Facebook ads campaigns right now will know that in the last six months, there's been a complete upheaval, right? Because of all the privacy things that have been put in place with Apple and other devices. So yes, it is constantly evolving.
0: Wow. Okay. So, well, let me ask you a question then too. For someone who's maybe an entrepreneur and maybe, um, have maybe started their own business and they're it's a smaller business, right? And, um, they are maybe considering Facebook or Instagram ads for the first time. Mm -hmm. Do you suggest hiring some, um, even if it's like a consulting, um, even if it's just a consultant, like a one-off person, or maybe a company like yours, um, before they do anything, because it is so complex and there are so many, opportunities, ideas, settings, filters? Do you suggest that someone hires somebody who is, you know, obviously well versed in that and knows all these new things? Or do you think that Facebook and Instagram ads are still user friendly enough for someone who's maybe a small business owner or a startup that they can navigate and learn that on their own?
1: That is a great question. And I have sort of a mixed answer (laughs) I'm
0: I'm interested I'm interested
1: so uh, as you know I own a digital marketing agency and we work across all the different areas of digital whether it's Facebook Instagram Twitter Google Bing all these different kinds email marketing website development you do everything and so for us we're really agnostic like if you come to us and you say you know i think i should be doing facebook ads one of the things we're going to do is we're going to look to see and make sure that we actually think that makes sense for your business uh both in terms of the platform itself as a place to find the people that you need to reach but also in terms of the ongoing budget and maintenance requires for doing something like facebook ads so i am looking at all these different channels. I do think that Facebook ads is still one of those things that it is possible to do on your own with maybe a little bit of help in the beginning. So I think that some of the technology requirements now for Facebook ads in terms of integrating your pixel and doing the correct tracking, I'm finding that a lot of small businesses are having trouble figuring out how to do that. These are all recent changes that have happened in the last six months so i do think that even if you're going to do ads yourself uh, there are two things that i would fairly strongly suggest one is get educated right i don't think facebook ads is one of those things where you want to just jump in and, and try to you know figure things out on the fly mainly because you will just be wasting a lot of time and money and missing out on opportunities right from the beginning that you don't need to miss out on. So uh, in addition to running my agency, I teach a lot of classes about Facebook ads and Instagram ads and all these different tactics, sometimes for free, sometimes they're paid private classes. Uh, We actually have one coming up uh, in about a week, actually, uh, all about uh, how to understand Facebook ads as a business owner. So I think it is important whether you take a class from me or take a class, there's also a great tool called Facebook Blueprint, which is available for free. You can go directly to Facebook and learn all sorts of things about how ads work. Um, so whether you're taking a class from us or from Facebook or from some other vendor, I do think it's important to get educated about how ads work in a way that is uh, t- you know, not so time consuming, that's uh, efficient. Uh, as a business owner, because as business owners, we don't have a lot of time. Um, the second out of the three things I would say are uh, is I do think in the beginning, you might need some help just getting the, the ads account set up because of all these new technical requirements. But that's not going to take a vendor like me more than a couple of hours to do. So we're not talking a huge expense there. But once you have the knowledge and once you have the technical elements integrated, this is definitely something that you can experiment with and explore on your own in the beginning. I think that once you really are gonna dive in and really try to drive some serious revenue and scale what you're doing, that's when it makes sense to really bring in, either from the beginning or when you're ready to really scale, that's when it makes sense to bring in an agency or a freelancer because it just becomes really, it's very time consuming, setting up and managing and editing and tracking the results of these ads. So at a certain point, your time becomes worth more uh, and you want to just pay someone to take care of those pieces for you. So that is not a super simple answer. But no, hopefully
0: it's wonderful. Question. It makes sense because if you think about it, and we've talked about this before, especially if you're a startup um, or maybe you're an entrepreneur and you have a few different companies right in the works or you're a small business owner, a lot of times you're wearing many hats. That's and right. One of, the, one of the things that we talk about is doing what you do best that way you can leave what you're not sure about or what you're not that good at to someone who is really good at it, because that's how you're going to see the optimum results. And that's how you free up enough time to focus on what you do best, right? If I'm not an artist, why am I going to go try and draw art for my logo <laughs> and my website? Exactly. I'm artist, right? exactly. So I'm going to hire a graphic artist, someone who is amazing at that, because A, they're gonna do it faster, and B, it gives me more time to focus on what I'm good at.
1: Exactly, and this is something we talk about in a lot of our classes. It's, you know, a lot of these things you can do yourself, but let's talk about what that's going to look like and make sure that you understand what you're getting yourself into so that you can A, do a good job, at least in the beginning if you're trying to do uh, DIY it, and then B, know when it is the right time to definitely hire somebody because that time will probably come, right? I hope
0: it does, right.
1: Yeah. By the way, I
0: was just, um, if you saw me looking down, I was just sharing a link to our live show right now to my Facebook page, and I am just seeing some numbers creeping up of new people joining us. So welcome to Digital Marketing. Intelligence, ask the experts. Our guest today is Maisha Walker joining us from New York. She is the president of her own digital marketing company and she is just responsible for so many events globally um, across the country, um, teaching people how to basically get the most out of their digital marketing strategy, how to you know, use search engine optimization, how to be successful in social media and advertising and website design. So we're excited to have her here today. And ironically, I just, like I said, shared the link to my personal Facebook page for this talk. But today we're talking about how to stop wasting money on Facebook and Instagram ads. It's a huge thing because there's a lot of small business owners out there, especially who do see the benefit of social selling, right? And selling mm-hmm. through social media and ads is one way or one tool that we use obviously to get our brand messaging out there. So we've talked a little bit about in general, how to find your audience and how you can use ads to target them and different ways that you can use filters and information. I love this look-alike audience idea, kind of scary. Um, Now we know Big Brother is definitely watching. Let's talk about our next um, item of business. And that is, Maisha, why boosting is usually a terrible way to promote your offering. And I joked at the beginning of our talk, usually if it says boost, do you want to boost this for a certain amount of money? You think, yes, I do. But do I really want to spend the money? What is boosting? What does it mean? And why is it not really the best idea for your Facebook or Instagram ads?
1: Yeah. So this is a great topic. You know, boosting, I think it's what this is one of those examples of how these platforms are really fantastic for you as a business owner. But sometimes you have to be very careful um, because maybe your goals aren't exactly aligned. And so Facebook is always very happy when you wanna spend money to get your posts in front of more people, Um, but that's not always really what you wanna do strategically or how you wanna spend your money strategically. So boosting is essentially a way that you can be on a post, click a little button, and get that post in front of a a much broader audience so it's a really quick and simple and easy way to get your content in front of more people and sometimes occasionally that's fine uh you just have something you want to say and you want to get that in front of more people but most of the time with small businesses they want their money to work harder for them they don't want to just get in front of people they want people to take some sort of action they want them to join their newsletter email newsletter they want them to buy something Uh, they want them to uh become a lead on their website so when you're boosting you really are limiting um a the the kinds of audiences that you can put your content in front of and the ways that you're able to track their behavior and their activity to make sure that they're actually doing the things that you want to do so some of the main issues with boosting versus creating a regular ad um are you you can't really do for example uh a conversion ad on uh, a boost so if you wanted to have facebook uh, focus on, so we were talking about audiences earlier, if you want to have Facebook focus on showing your ads to people who are more likely to buy from you, which is something you can do, rather than just click, you can't do that with a boost. You can't set up what we call a conversions campaign uh, if you're just boosting. And if you've got an online store, definitely you want Facebook to focus on showing your ads to people who are more likely to actually buy rather than people who are just going to click on things. Um, you also are more limited with a boost in terms of where your ads show up so you can't put ads in the sidebar through a boost you can't put ads into facebook's audience network in a boost Uh, you can't show ads on instant articles in a boost Now, some of these are things that you may not want to do anyway but just being aware that you don't have uh, access to all placements all the different places where you can show your ads, and then lastly, we were talking about audiences again earlier. So things like lookalike audiences uh, are not available through boosting. Now, Facebook is changing these things all the time. So literally, they could have changed that this morning and <laughs> right before we have this conversation. But the last time I checked, you could not do lookalike audiences. Uh, Through boosting, you also can't do what we call custom audiences. So when we talk about being able to show ads to people on your email list or showing ads to your customers, you can't do any of that sort of thing through boosting. Boosting is designed to be a really simple way, like I said, to just get that piece of content, that post in front of more people but when you really want to do more sophisticated things that are going to lead to results for your business more clients more customers more leads boosting is just not the way to do that
0: it's almost like it sounds like boosting is an opportunity if people already know you're running for mayor of facebook (laughs) to just literally paper You know how you say you'd paper the canvas or the. That's right. You're just papering the Facebook space with "vote for me for mayor," but it's it's right. It gets your face out there potentially. It could get your logo or your brand or your item out there, but it doesn't necessarily generate any sort of call. Well, an action necessarily.
1: Exactly right.
0: So that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, (laughs) so much. Okay. All right, exactly. boost down big thumbs down, unless obviously, as you said, you've got a very specific reasoning behind why you're choosing to boost your ad.
1: Exactly. The default when you're going to put your money behind this is you want to do a, a proper ad through the ads uh,
0: manager in Facebook. Okay, so you want to put your money in the ads manager in Facebook. You want to do a proper ad, not just... What is the ad called that you would just boost? What is that called? Is it called something? So it's literally
1: called a boost. That's what Facebook calls it. So oh, you right. generally you don't want to boost. boost. Yep. Exactly. You don't want to do boost. You want to do what we call a proper ad, and that's going to be done through Ads Manager. So if you're looking for, the easy way to tell is if you're looking at your post and you see a button on it, don't use that. Mm. <laughs> you need to go into ads manager and create your ad from scratch but you can actually take an existing post and pull that into ads manager facebook makes it very easy to do that so if you really have a post you want to get in front of more people but drive an action with it you can still do that with an ads manager
0: got it okay yeah. great okay check i love it <laughs> This is like a a one-on-one masterclass with Myesha Walker. If you guys are just joining us, welcome to the show. Please leave a comment in the comment section or a question if you have any questions or comments for Myesha about Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, we're, We're getting through this talk and we're learning so much. And if you just joined us, we will have the replay of this show if you want to watch from the beginning and I'll share at the end of the show where you can find that as well. Okay, Maisha, next topic of business. How do we cut through the noise to guarantee engagement? Now, I know that's a very general, you know, bullet point to hit, but we all know that now as consumers, we have endless choices, endless yep. competition. We don't have to do business with this company because this, this company is right here. We just, as a consumer, have so many choices and there is a lot of noise. So, As a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, how do we cut through that noise to stand out and hopefully get the engagement that we're striving for?
1: That we're looking for. So yeah, yeah, I mean, this is a very broad, big question, um, which is touch on a few things. I think that one of the things that is really important for business owners to know when it comes to especially leveraging social media or leveraging ads is most of these things don't work in a vacuum. So um, one of the things I think it's really important to understand is it can be much more difficult to build a following and have successful ad campaigns if you're really not doing anything else on Facebook. So that doesn't mean it's impossible, but it just is a lot harder. So it's much better if you are actively using social media tools, uh, posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram on some sort of regular basis because that's gonna create more engagement around uh, your content to begin with. And then when people see your ads, there's a natural place for them to kind of fall into that community of people who's engaging with your content. It also means that all those people who are engaging will end up back into your ads audiences. So my first answer to that question, uh, Marisa, is to just make sure that you're actually engaging with your audience on Facebook and and on uh, Instagram. Get out there and start posting, even if it's just a couple of times a week, that really is going to help support the success of your ad campaigns. Uh, So that's number one. Number two is understand also that the amount that you're able to get in front of people is directly related to two things, your budget for ads and the size of the audience that you're trying to show your ads to. So, you know, if you're spending, you can spend as little as a dollar a day uh, on ads on Facebook and Instagram, 30 bucks a month can get you in front of people, Um, but it's gonna get you in front of people slowly, right? Uh, The cost per thousand or cost per click for most ad campaigns, is gonna be around uh, 15 cents a click at minimum. I mean, you can definitely go below that, but that's usually at much bigger budgets. Uh, We're talking tens of thousands of dollars budgets. So if you're spending less than $5,000 a month on ads, you know, a few hundred to a couple thousand, um, you're going to see costs per click that get anywhere from 15 or 20 cents per click all the way up to a couple of dollars per click, depending on how competitive your audience is. So just being aware that you're going to get in front of a limited number of people based on the size of your budget and it's really just simple algebra like it's basic math to understand what those numbers are going to look like based on how much you're spending Uh, so just being aware of that Uh, and if you've got an audience that is too broad it can definitely limit your ability to really engage with people because you're just showing it to people who are not really of the proper fit for your brand you want to have an audience that's more targeted Um, So that's number two, it's just understanding just the math behind this, that if you're spending a few hundred dollars a month, there's just a limit that you're going to have in terms of how many people will actually see that content. Um, And then the third and last thing I'll say about it is being aware of the kinds of content that actually do generate more visibility and engagement. So what we're doing right now in terms of video and podcasting, especially video on Facebook and Instagram, Uh, Facebook just generally gives more weight to videos. Uh, So if you're producing videos, even if they're really short, we're actually doing some fun things with clients right now where we're doing like two or three second videos uh, that are just fun for people to watch. Again, we're human. We like things that are bright and shiny and that move. so we're working on creating exactly exactly so
0: wait wait hang on ready boom 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 boom, boom. exactly
1: now this is gonna go viral because we did that right that is a super cool feature i didn't even know you could do that marissa
0: watch out i got all kinds of stuff for you maisha oh my gosh
1: that's exactly the kind of thing that grabs people's attention and makes them want to look at your content so be aware of whether or not they're you don't have to have something like this show is really beautifully produced and you guys are doing such a fantastic job but for people who don't have the resources maybe to do that they can create videos that are super simple uh and really short and get them in front of people just to start to grab some attention and then again. You're building audiences off of the people who watch those videos. So um, in terms of just breaking through the noise, uh, making sure that you understand your budget and what is realistic in terms of how many people will see that content, uh, making sure that you pick the right audiences to show that content to, and then thinking about the content itself, video, things that move, animations, beautiful photos and imagery. Just being aware, exactly, being fun, having some fun with your content and being aware and also being a little bit more personal. Now, this is obviously up to the individual business owner, but when you're able to share a personal story or let people into your life a little bit, it also is way more engaging. And most small businesses that are run by one or two people, you know, largely people are doing business with that person. It's not as much about the brand as it is about the people behind that brand. So if you're comfortable being a little bit more transparent and bringing a little bit of your personal life into your brand, it can be a great way to engage and build a more authentic relationship with your customers.
0: All the wonderful things. And what's funny is usually after a guest makes some great points, I go back and kind of reiterate them. But you just kind of went back, (laughs) which is great. You did my job. So I just got to sit and listen. If you're watching at home, this is so much fun. If You're listening at home. Um, one thing too that we talk about all the time is being consistent and that you did bring that up at the very beginning too um and and that consistency isn't just with obviously being consistent when you post and where you post but as you mentioned which is a good point that i never thought about being consistent on the on the platform itself yes And, and i've never really thought about that you know um Not only, you know, having your ads and being consistent, perhaps about where your ad goes or who it's targeting, but being consistent on the app itself and interacting with people on that platform. It seems like a no brainer, but I actually never thought about that. Um, If you have a page that has little to no activity and you're doing Facebook ads well if someone clicks on the ad yeah they may see the product right but they may also say i want to know more about this company i'm going to go check out their facebook page and then they get there and they're like it's crickets (laughs) (laughs) yeah great point
1: yep i mean i obviously i think about this stuff all day long for one but also we've seen it in action because i've done this so many times with so many different kinds of clients uh we've seen it so many times
0: Really great points. Um, great, I, I'm excited. We're really chugging through all of the things that we were going to talk about. So let's talk about, and and I know we're going to talk a little bit about analytics here, but how do we mm-hmm. tell if our ads are working? Because obviously we've we've paid the money. We knew from Maisha Walker and Marissa Morgan that we're not boosting the ads, and we're doing a look alike audience, and we're hitting up the people who've been to Anthropology because our clothing is similar. And what else? We are on the right. Uh, we're on the right platform, right? We know where our audience is, so we are targeting those people, and also we're being consistent and we're engaging with people on the platform. So we're really checking the boxes from the talk that we watched from engage. How do we know if our ads are working?
1: So this is a really great question. Um, a lot of people don't know and this kind of takes us all the way back to the beginning of the discussion when i when you asked that question about uh can people do this themselves and i was saying yes and <laughs> one of the things that you might need to do is get a consultant or an agency or someone like us to come in in the beginning and just get you set up right one of the setup things that's really key is making sure that you have your tracking set up uh it used to be for many years what's called the tracking pixel so there's a little piece of code that you just install into your website and depending on the way your site is built it can take you five minutes to do that or it can take you much longer depending on how your site is built but there's a pixel that you download from Facebook and Instagram it's just one pixel for both and that gets installed in your website and allows Facebook to keep track of all the activity on your site and whether or not people are clicking on the ads and then coming to your site and taking the actions you want them to take, like buying something or becoming a lead uh, or subscribing to your newsletter. So that code is what enables you to track your actual results. Um, The code has become more complicated now. It's not just the pixel. There are a bunch of things that you have to do now in order to get that tracking enabled. Um, And there also, you need to track in more places. Like we also track on Google Analytics for all of our ads, and there's some really specific code that we put into every single ad so that we can track not only through Facebook, but also through Google Analytics because of all the changes that have come up recently with privacy and Apple. Um, So the, the tracking has gotten more complicated, but the moral of that story is you have to get your code installed. You have to get the tracking code integrated into your website and into your ads themselves. And that way, as people start to click on the ads and see them, you will have at least two places you can go to actually see data around the results. You can go into Facebook Ads Manager and they will provide information like uh, the number of conversions, how many sales you got, how much money did you actually generate. So if you have an online store, exactly, you can go into Ads Manager and it will show you this particular ad Within this campaign, within this audience, from that ad, you generated 10 sales that made you $700. And it'll show up right inside your dashboard in Facebook Ads Manager. But you have to know how to turn that on. You've got to be able to turn on those columns. You've got to have the tracking installed to be able to get that data in the first place. And then the same thing with Google Analytics. So I teach a whole class on Google Analytics to help people understand You can actually get all this revenue data and all this transaction data and understand inside Google Analytics exactly where those customers came from, from a marketing perspective. Did they come from your Facebook ads? Did they come from your Google ads? Did they come from search results? Did they come from an email you sent? All of that shows up inside Google Analytics if you set it up properly. And it's not that hard. You just have to know how to do it. Uh, So this is why I teach classes and this is why I have an agency, right? People come to us and either have us do it for them or they come and take a class and then they know how to do it themselves. But yes, tracking is incredibly important because that's how you figure out whether you're wasting your money or not. And it's how you figure out where that waste is. So you could be making $5,000 a month from your ads but you could be wasting it on half the ads not working. So if you can eliminate the ads that aren't working, now you're making $7,000 a month simply because you stopped spending money on ads that weren't working. So and you, and you shifted that budget into the ads that are working. Really simple. You don't have to spend any additional money. You're just making the money work harder for you. So this is why tracking is so critical. Uh, and it is important that you find out
0: <laughs> what. Mm-hmm whether or not your ads are
1: working, really
0: important. Well, this is perfect. I actually just had somebody email me a question. Um, I guess they're watching via YouTube. Uh, So they emailed me a question and it totally relates to that. So Jessica, if you're watching, Jessica from Montreal asks, do you suggest beta testing with your ads and running different ads at the same time to see if one ad or one, you know, target demographic filtering situation works better than another one. Do you suggest that, Maisha? So,
1: Jessica, hello. Nice to see you. Montreal is on my list of places I want to come visit. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. So as an agency, we absolutely do this. And anybody worth anything who runs Facebook ads is absolutely going to tell you that you need to test testing is how you figure out which content, which ad designs, which audiences are going to be the most profitable. And when people talk about optimizing your ad campaigns, mainly that's what they're talking about. They're talking about experimenting with different kinds of ads, different formats, different content, different videos, different text versions, as well as different audiences to understand which audiences are going to be the most profitable for you. So, yes, this is something that we talk about a lot in our uh, Facebook ads classes is just how to do those testing, how to do that testing, how to set it up, because you also want to make sure that you're building the tests correctly, also not testing too many things at once, but all ultimately so that you can track the tests and be able to see the results and then make the decisions about it in the end.
0: And that makes sense. You know, compare, contrast, figure out what's working. I liked also, Maisha, that you said, hey, you can literally increase your return on investment by just stopping running an ad that's not working because obviously exactly. that's money you're not spending. Jessica's a exactly. great question, by the way. And Thank this
1: is me. the whole thing that Jessica's asking. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Oh, wait a minute. She just emailed me back. Hang on. She said, Thank you, maisha Great answer. Loving this show. You're so easy to understand. I'm definitely, <laughs> I love this. She's like, I'm definitely going to consider reaching out for a class.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. I hope oh. to see you. If you do reach out, make sure you mention this show so that I know who you are.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Jessica, for watching and for joining our live stream show. You know, we broadcast twice a week, Uh, usually in the middle of the week, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday here on LinkedIn Live. We also simulcast to Facebook and on YouTube as well. And I'll show you all in just a minute where you can catch the replay of our show with Myesha through our live show library as well. Well, let's just wrap up our show together with our last bullet point that we wanted to go over, which is, and I know this is very broad and it's gonna be different for everyone, but let's just talk about results we can expect. I know a big part of that, you know, is going to be the budget that you've set, what you're doing, how you've set it all up. If you're using the analytics, it really is a whole package deal, right? Um, but tell us a little bit about some maybe results that maybe some of your clients have experienced, some good ones, maybe some not so good ones, and what they've learned and maybe things they've, things they've changed along the way. Just tell us yeah. maybe about some examples or scenarios.
1: I'm so glad that you included this as a part of the discussion because it is so important. You know, I laugh sometimes because I actually uh, see a ton of ads on Facebook about Facebook ads classes. <laughs> a lot of people advertise their facebook ad classes to me which is actually really great for me as a practitioner because i get to see what it is that people are seeing in these ads and i have to tell you that a lot of what i see um, you know makes me a little sad and frustrated because a lot of these ads that you see uh, trying to promote classes or trying to promote other things Give you the impression that if you just take this class, you're going to be making thousands and thousands of dollars within like a week.
0: (laughs) They're preying upon the FOMO, and they're preying upon the fact that this is a big thing, and a lot of people don't know how to do it. So they're preying on that lack of knowledge and lack of understanding. But I I see a lot of those ads too. I think they give a really and it's unfortunate, but they give a false sense of um, yes. what you're going to accomplish. Oh, yes. You're going to take your startup business from zero sales a month, exactly, to hundreds and thousands of dollars if you just take my class because I'm going to teach you the magic ad. Exactly. It's so sad. It bothers it, me. It really is. I and
1: I, I, people. people come to us as an agency sometimes with these kinds of expectations. And before we bring them on as a client... I repeat over and over and over again, there's always a chance, right? That we're going to get lucky and we're going to nail that audience right from the beginning just because I've been doing this for a long time. We make very educated guesses. We set up some audiences that are really powerful, but that is not likely to happen. Typically, you're going to spend a good three months, even if you're working with an agency like ours, where we're going out and doing what Jessica was saying, which is testing testing different ads, testing different audiences, testing different budgets. Um, so I just want to underscore in terms of expectations of what you guys should be anticipating. you if you're, if you're working with an agency, you should be able to know within about three to four months if this is worth the money, right? And your agency should be really transparent and honest with you about that. And if you, I tell people, I have this saying that it's sort of like going to the casino.
0: When you oh, go I, want to hear about you know, this. I have a casino I've, trip planned in a couple weeks. In you. West. It out. So want you to me the casino,
1: you're thinking about Facebook ads. Yeah, Exactly.
0: About. When
1: when you go to a casino, people tell you don't go to the casino with your credit card. That's just a bad idea. <laughs> don't go with an unlimited amount of money to spend. You determine in advance this is my fun money, this is how much I'm gonna spend at the casino to have a great time. Whatever that number is for you. You go in understanding that you may just spend all of that money, but as long as you had a great time and you have fun, it's all good, right? That's your casino money. So I I encourage people to think of their ads the same way. Facebook ads is still very experimental and not every business is going to get the same results, even if you're selling the same things. So identify what your budget is. Uh, If it's $500, if it's $5,000, if it's $50,000, what is it that you are able to spend on ads even if you don't make a single sale? You are going to find out some interesting things. You're going to get some new followers on Facebook that are going to be super, at least if you work with us, you will get some new followers on Facebook that will be super targeted. Hopefully you will also get some new email subscribers. You will introduce your brand to a lot of people depending on what the size of that budget is. You'll start building audiences like remarketing audiences. You will experiment with a lot of things depending on what your budget is. But what's that number? What's the number that you're going to be comfortable spending to get those things that even if you don't make a single sale? For some people, that number is zero. And then I say, don't hire us. (laughs) right? Don't hire us and don't do ads if that number is zero. If the number is a few hundred dollars, then I would say, experiment with it on your own. It's not going to be enough for you to hire an agency. It might be enough for you to take a class. Uh, like you can take my class for a few hundred dollars, but you're not going to hire an agency at that price point. If you've got a few thousand, then it might make sense to hire an agency who can just get you from point A to point B really quickly so that the experimentation phase is shorter. But again, what's that number for you? Be really honest with yourself about that number because otherwise Facebook ads and Instagram ads can feel really disappointing. Um, that's so amazing. that's most real expectation
0: yeah. that makes so much sense and I think for a small business owner out there for a startup for somebody who's unsure how to even tap into the Facebook Instagram territory I think you broke that way that people can be honest with themselves about where they are in their journey where they are in their business and whether or not again it's the experimenting themselves it's the um Taking a class, spending a little money to learn faster and, and become more efficient at it, or it's that next step where they hire an agency like yours. I think you broke that down really well. So thank, thank you. you. Was, <laughs> oh, you're such a joy. You're such a joy. Well, listen, we really got through everything I wanted to ask you about and learn about and 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 cover for today's talk. Is there any other really uh last last tips you want to share or thoughts or advice you'd like to leave the audience in terms of no. I think with regard to
1: advertising, I just would encourage people to come into that experience with a really open mind. I think it's good to have expectations, but I really would encourage everyone to walk into ads in the spirit of experimentation. So this idea, like I said, of like, what's your casino money? (laughs) What are you? Willing to go into Facebook ads with so that you can experiment test things, get an understanding of how your customers uh, work and function, how they engage with your content, what kinds of things that you do uh, increases engagement, reduces engagement, sends more people to your website, you do in the end of the day need to have some conversions if this if you're going to continue to do ads but in the beginning i really want to encourage people to go in under the uh, idea that this is an experiment and i may come out of this experiment with some knowledge maybe not always coming out with like thousands of dollars of customers but be clear about what what it is that you want to learn at the end of this experiment in addition to hopefully making some revenue Uh, because at the end of the day facebook ads can be very unpredictable They're changing all the time. Uh, Ads sometimes, ad accounts get disabled out of the blue for literally no reason. And then Facebook says, oh, we're really sorry it was an accident. (laughs) And your ads are not running for a month because Facebook is confused and doesn't know how to get your ads turned back on. You really have to go into this with an open mind and a sense of experimentation uh, so that the process is not uh, frustrating.
0: I think those are all great tips. And when you were going through that scenario of what to expect, by the way, I think it's hurricaneing here in Minnesota. Oh I was outside while you were talking, and I, I have a huge tree that's 75 feet tall in my backyard. And I'm like, is that thing going to fall on me? So wow. if have an hour, it's because we're. Be really careful. careful, Marissa. It's a storm. I know. It's a storm while you were just getting, getting into, you know, the expectation and the idea of going at it with this experimental mindset, one thing that came to mind too, in terms of Facebook and finding out what, what would resonate with your audience is take advantage of your personal Facebook account. And if you are considering maybe putting up your first ever ad you're a startup company or a small business, maybe you're a bakery or you sell wine or you have a product, mm-hmm. consider creating your perfect ad, especially if you're doing this on your own, and then maybe create a second version. Put it on your Facebook page. Ask your friends, your family, your network, hey, which one, which one draws your attention? Which one catches your eye? Which one is more clear? I mean, people do that all the time. Yes. Use your network to, if you are doing it yourself and you're not using an agency, or maybe you want to do like a little test run just on your personal connections before you put it out into the world. Because don't forget, everyone in your network is a consumer as well. Let's not forget that. So if you've got friends, I mean, people do it all the time. Hey, which wedding dress should I buy? A or B, right? And they <laughs> throw it on their their. their Facebook or whatever, so consider that. That's or if right. there's groups, if there's groups you're a part of.
1: Yeah, and what I would say is, I think it's great to get feedback. You know, mm-hmm. like if you put an ad out there, and so I encourage people not to try to decide from the beginning which ad is going to work. Okay. Let Facebook figure that out for you. Right? Mm-hmm. Test, like Jessica was saying, put both ads out there and let your customers decide. But the place where you can get some great feedback from your network, like you're saying, Rusa is is this ad clear? Does it make sense? Is it confusing? Mm-hmm. Do you hate it? <laughs> um, and did I pick the wrong photo? So before you go out with an ad that might be a bit of a mess, you can put it in front of your, customer, your audience and your friends and your network to make sure that the ads you put out there are as clear and direct as possible. Because when you're doing it yourself, you can get a little, you can lose your objectivity after a while. Uh so it is like I love what you're saying it's very helpful to get your network involved in helping you get the best ads out there from the beginning.
0: Agreed. Oh my goodness. What a great talk by the way. The lights flickered a little. So, I am going to by the way, um I'm going to share with our audience how they can connect with you Maisha and then I usually do a quick engage news of the week at the end of every show and usually I say goodbye to the guest and the, and they Depart from our experience, <laughs> but I want to keep you around for our quick engage news of the week because I'd love to hear what you think about it. Also, oh. a platform called Twitter, which I know you've heard of. So <laughs> let's share with the audience how they can connect with you. And I know that recently we had some issues with your LinkedIn, but your LinkedIn is back up and running. It is ready to rock and roll. So LinkedIn is a great way to connect with Maisha, and you spell Maisha's name how it sounds: M-A-I-S-H-A. Last name Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R. For those of you watching, I mean, excuse me, listening on our podcast. So you can find Myesha Walker on LinkedIn. If you've seen her or are listening to her and then connect with her through our show, our broadcast, make sure you shoot her a message when you connect and say that you saw her on the Engage Digital Marketing Show. Let's talk about your agency and what our audience will find at www.messagemedium.com what were
1: yeah. there you can come to my website and find out obviously i've mentioned that i love teaching i love speaking so uh i have classes that i teach all year long on all these different digital marketing topics including a class next week Uh, That starts next week on Facebook and Instagram ads. I would love to see you in class. You can come to the website and find out the dates for our upcoming classes and also any other upcoming speaking engagement I have with other organizations as well. And I also have some great downloads. If you go to the digital insight section, you can find some great downloads and checklists that I give away for free. I won't even ask for your email address. (laughs) Oh,
0: wow. A real offer without stealing an email address and putting us on a mailing list. That's awesome. Well, you've been incredibly clear, incredibly insightful, incredibly knowledgeable, and I really appreciate everything you shared with us today about how to stop wasting money on Facebook and Instagram ads. And you really gave our audience so many insights and actionable takeaways that they can literally go and start working on today and I think that's something we really strive for with every single episode of our show. So thank you so much, my. You're welcome. Well, before I lose power, as we are literally entering a hurricane at the moment um, here in Minnesota, let's quickly... Let's quickly talk about our Engage News of the Week. And I want to keep you here for this because it's interesting. It's about e-commerce and it's about Twitter. So if you haven't heard, Myesha, and audience who is watching or listening on our podcast, Twitter is growing into e-commerce by testing something called Shop Module. So Ooh. Twitter is testing a new feature in the e-commerce area, which allows shoppers to go all the way from discovering new products to actually purchasing them without leaving Twitter. The shop module is a dedicated space at the top of a profile where businesses can showcase their products. Then when people visit the profile with the shop module enabled, they can scroll through a carousel of products, tap through on a single product, learn more about it, and then ultimately purchase it right there without having to leave Twitter. So it's called the shop module. What do you think about this, uh, Maisha? Are we seeing this huge trend now that all of the social media platforms are starting to move towards e-commerce or, or what i mean it's pretty crazy
1: yeah i am so excited you brought this up marissa because i have opinions about this
0: <laughs> have a so, girl before i lose power yeah, in a yeah. in Minnesota, I it's think
1: easy <laughs> it's on shopping on social so one of the things that i mentioned is all these different privacy changes that are happening especially on Uh, mobile devices. So Apple had this huge announcement where when you open up an app like Facebook on your phone They're gonna give you this huge warning that says Facebook is tracking you. Do you want to allow Facebook to track you? And of course most people are gonna say no one of the places where this has an impact is if you are, are an Advertiser and you show ads on a Facebook on somebody's mobile device and they click on your ad and they come to your website and make a purchase Facebook is now having a much harder time tracking that specific path. So it's hard for Facebook now to track if somebody is on their mobile phone, clicks on one of your ads and comes to your website. This is a huge loss of data and a huge loss of power and insight to small business owners who use that information to be able to build better audiences and be better and more cost effective with their ads. So I anticipate that we're going to continue to see social media platforms like Facebook and Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram. So Facebook and Instagram have already announced this feature to make it easier for people to actually make purchases directly on their platform because then that can still be tracked. So with this new privacy issues, the only things that can't be tracked are when people are leaving one platform and going somewhere else, like leaving Facebook and going to a browser where your website is. You can't track that anymore on certain mobile devices. But if the entire purchase happens on Twitter or the entire purchase happens on Facebook, they can still track that and build audiences for you, the advertiser, that are going to be more useful and more powerful and show better ads to customers. So in addition to just the obvious revenue generation that these social media platforms are trying to get in the middle of, because when you make purchases through them, they take a piece of the purchase price, right?
0: Right, right. Um,
1: In addition to just them generating more revenue, it's also about them protecting and keeping access to their data. And we know that data is a huge factor and player in this industry in many ways more than anything else. It's all about platform has the most data, they're trying to keep control and hold of that data.
0: Wow. So <laughs> one thing to consider if you're going to shop in app um, or in, you know, in a social media platform is you are definitely just giving these platforms access to more of your data, period. So Yeah. Yeah. Which they
1: probably have already, but
0: which that's I was a whole <laughs> If you choose not not to shop on the specific platform, you're probably going to buy the same item on a different website, which will then have your data. Or even if you went to a brick and mortar store, if you use a credit card, someone else is still going to have your data. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy how the digital marketing um, boom in this world of of digital interactions has really changed how we really don't have much privacy in terms of our purchases, our decisions, our actions, our whereabouts. It's pretty crazy if you think about it. that's a whole other show. though.
1: It's a whole other show. But I think that it's also, you know, we as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are approaching this from two different perspectives, right? We all want our privacy. But at the same time, we want to be able to find our customer. Uh, and so sometimes those perspectives can be in conflicts with one another. These changes to do on app purchases are great for small business owners because it levels, it continues to level the playing field versus huge companies that can pay millions or billions of dollars to get access to this data. Now, small businesses can continue to have access to the data and generate more revenue, helping those entrepreneurs to be more successful, live more fulfilled lives, all these great things.
0: So, you know,
1: it just depends on the perspective that you're looking at it from.
0: Yep. A little give, a little take. But one thing we can definitely take away from today's show is you were so helpful again on the topic of Facebook and Instagram ads, planning our digital marketing strategy to include those things, how to do it, whether you're doing it on your own or whether you're working with an agency like Message Medium. Or I like that you also, like us, uh, engage with our live stream program. We either DIY, we do it for you, or we teach you how to do it yourself. Wait, DIY is do it yourself, not do it for you. It's a DIY. <laughs> d-i-f-y or d-i-f-y so i think that's really nice because it gives people more options um and maybe they don't have a couple thousand dollars and they only have a couple hundred to get into that world at least there is the opportunity that they can do classes and things like that so awesome well listen Maisha, you were a wonderful guest i'd love to have you back in the future I want to thank you so much for your time today, your insights, all of these great takeaways you've shared. And I think before, I'm serious, before the power goes out, I need to go. So I can get
1: you away from that window,
0: Marissa. Right? Thank you so much, Maisha. I appreciate you. And I'm going to share now with the audience where they can catch the replay of our show. So thank you again. And we look forward to working with you again in the future.
1: It was my pleasure. So fun to be on your show.
0: We'll talk to you soon, Maisha. Thank you so much. We'll see you back weekend. Oh my goodness, Maisha was such an incredible guest. So many insights. On my mind is kind of just spinning because I feel like I learned so much in this one hour. I can't imagine how much I would learn if I took a class with Maisha and her company Message Medium. So consider that in your digital marketing strategy and your plan if you're thinking Facebook ads and Instagram. Instagram ads are something that would help your business. You guys, seriously, before it storms and I lose power, I want to quickly share where you you can find the replay of today's show. You can find our replay in our live show library, and that lives at engage.com forward slash live show library. And it's engage, dot com forward slash live dash show dash library. Her show will be there in just a few days. It will live in the presence of so many other great guest experts that we've had on our show. You can find the replays of our show there, and you can also connect directly with our guests there. Maybe you heard about a show and couldn't remember the guest's name. All of our guests are there and you can connect with them on LinkedIn directly through that uh, live show library as well. On behalf of myself and the whole team at Engage, and before, again, I say I lose power, this is a crazy storm, I'm gonna go, but I will see you guys back here next Wednesday. Our guest is a digital and referral marketing expert. He's a keynote speaker. He's also an author. His name is Bill Cates, and he'll be here to discuss how radical relevance will take your business to the next level. We're gonna talk about a book that he's written and I'm really excited for that show. So join me here next Wednesday. It's at 11 a.m. Eastern on LinkedIn Live. If you haven't yet, please visit the Engage LinkedIn company page as well. N-G-A-G-G-E on LinkedIn. Look for the colorful Rainbow Cog logo. Connect with us there. Follow us, support our endeavor, and join into our weekly shows because you'll learn so much about digital marketing. And we're also here for you for your opportunity to live stream and podcast and really create some great content as well as optimize your customer experience and continue to grow in scale in 2021 and beyond. On behalf of myself and the whole team at Engage and before I lose power, I hope you all have the best weekend and I look forward to seeing you soon.